Let's Talk, the BFC devotional podcast. I've been trying to read more psalms. For as much of a musician as I am, the psalms can sometimes wear me out. Safe to say, David was a bit of an emotional guy. His highs are high and his lows are low. And as you read through the psalms, you ride those experiences up and down with David. But I recently read a book that continually referenced the psalms to draw attention to God's character and to our circumstances. And I don't think that David is overly in touch with his emotions so much as I'm probably emotionally underdeveloped. And there's no better place to watch a man of God work through his emotions in the presence of God better than in the book of Psalms. So, I've been trying to read more Psalms. And I recently read Psalm 13, which says this, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. At first glance, the book of Psalms might just seem like a collection of 150 disparate poems collected together and put in an order that isn't quite clear. But the more time you spend with this book, the more you begin to see patterns emerge. For one, all of the Psalms can pretty much be broken down into seven categories. There are Thanksgiving Psalms, Salvation History Psalms, Wisdom Psalms, Psalms of Celebration, and so on. Now, would it surprise you to learn that by far the most numerous type of psalm are the psalms of lament? Over 60 of the 150 psalms in our Bible fit into this category. Any conclusions we might draw from this reality? Well, for one, it's apparent that God and his sovereignty knew that his people would have hardship, would have pain, suffering, sadness and that they would need language to deal with sadness and hardship well. It's worth noting that if the book of Psalms were to be a good guide for our modern worship, we are failing in this regard. For probably cultural reasons, the American church does not do a good job of dealing with the reality of hardship in the Christian life. Whereas about one out of every three psalms are psalms of lament, one out of all of the songs that we sing at BFC could reasonably be considered a psalm of lament. It's something that we could do better at, something that I could do better at. Now, these psalms generally follow a pattern like this. Crying out to God, asking for help, and responding in trust and praise. Psalm 13 is a textbook example of a psalm of lament. So let's break it down into these three sections. First, crying out to God, verses 1 and 2. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? Sometimes in these Psalms, David says some pretty tough things. Like, does David really think that God has forgotten who he is? We'd have to say no. But it probably felt like it. In these sections, we don't always see David expressing a truth per se but he is always expressing true emotions. And the most important part is that he is bringing this heartache to God. 
The foundation of bringing your concerns to God is the belief that he hears you and that he might even do something about it. It's when we stop bringing our genuine emotions to God that we should be concerned. Which brings us to the second part, asking for help. In verses 3 and 4, Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice, because I am shaken. Asking for help. Again, David believes that even at his lowest point, that God alone has the power to bring about real change. And finally, where, but with a few exceptions, every psalm of lament ends, an expression of trust in God and praise to him. And that's verses 5 and 6 here. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. It would be ridiculous to suggest that David set his pen or quill or whatever he was writing with down after verse 4 and then came back to write 5 and 6 after God solved his problem. No, David expresses his rock-solid trust in who God has been and who he will be in the future. He moves from the uncertainty of his situation to his full certainty of who God is. Makes me think about that Casting Crown song, I will praise you in this storm and I will lift my hands. You are who you are, no matter where I am. Certainly David knew these things to be true, but oftentimes throughout our Christian lives, we need to say these out loud to God and to ourselves to remind ourselves who our God is. This is the biblical pattern for dealing with hurt and anger, disappointment and frustration. Open your heart before God, ask Him to move in your circumstances, and ultimately express your trust in who He is, the rock of our salvation. It's no use pretending everything is fine with God. He knows your heart better than you do. Allow Him to work in your situation by allowing Him into it. Maybe you're not dealing with sadness, you're dealing with anger or apathy or confusion. Confess to God your condition and invite him to move. He is the only one that can bring about real and lasting change. And let's allow one another to be honest about the reality of our hardships. There's no prize for pretending everything is okay when it isn't. If the Psalms are to be any kind of guide for our life, we need to be honest with ourselves, with each other, and with God when we face trying times. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Let's Talk. Join us every Monday through Friday for more devotions from your BFC pastoral staff. Join us for services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. And you can join us online at Facebook Live and YouTube Live for our 9 a.m. service. Check out our website at www.bfcsebring.org and our Facebook page at BFC Family for other service updates and helpful articles. Have a blessed day, church family. You are loved. You are loved.